For hundreds of years, ships carrying captured Africans departed 188 ports in Africa. Their destination? Brazil, Cuba, the Americas, and several European countries where the Africans captured were enslaved. What bottle is this? Uh, unfortunately, this bottle of jeans we are using as change for human being. Mm. And the value of a bottle of gin varies from one place to the other. The one you are holding, we're using in exchange for, in some places, five human beings, five slaves. In some places, 10 human beings was the value of a bottle of gin. It's so, oh, it's so sad. You've just heard Anago Osho, historian and curator at the newly opened Afro-Brazilian Cultural Center. The center is in Coco Aguda, Lagos Island, a section of Lagos State where there are communities of descendants of previously enslaved persons. Uh, this is the Afro-Brazilian Cultural Center, and you are actually in the heart of the Afro-Brazilian community here in Lagos Island. What a lot of people don't know is that the Afro-Brazilian community in Lagos Island, in Lagos, Nigeria, is the biggest in the whole of West Africa. During the period of the transatlantic slave trade, Lagos was the biggest slave trade port in all of West Africa. Anago explains why. We should also understand that the ancestors, I'm not speaking for them, but as a researcher, I discovered at the time that some of our people, they were involved in this trade. I don't want to say maybe they were lured to do it, but you must understand the reason why the Ijebus was really anxious to fight the Uwu during the Uwu War of 1821, some say 1822, it was because the Portuguese, they already had a relationship with the Portuguese via the coast, and they had cannon guns, they had guns. And it was during the Uwu War that gun was first used in a large-scale warfare in Yoruba land. The Ijebus already had guns, and they got the guns from the Europeans. So when we talk about the slave trade, you must understand the genesis what motivated them? Who encouraged them to fight each other? However, by 1830, the first set of previously enslaved persons had returned, settling in Lagos Island. Here is historian Anago again with the history of how the Afro-Brazilian community in Lagos Island came to be. When they got to Lagos Island, they needed a place to stay. They needed their own land that they can call their own. And you must understand that they met a king. And the king that they met, the king of Lagos, that time, uh, they actually allowed them to stay. And around that time that they came, they were around where we call Ehimbeti, CMS area today. That was where they first settled down at. And uh, I would like to recognize the person, uh, recognize uh, someone by the name of Campos. Now, we have Campos around this area. Now, he was, he, he came, he returned from Cuba. He came back from Cuba, but he came along with the, with the Afro-Brazilians. He was also Afro-Cuban, but he came with them. There were other people, bits of people from other South American countries who came with the Brazilian returnees. And when he came back, he, he came back as a rich person, and he settled down in this area, okay, Pokwa Guda, where we are. 
and the campus square was actually like a settlement okay where they had their camp the time because they don't have any house but it was the colonial government the british colonial government who began to sell lands to them a plot every one of them that have document when you look at the document you realize that it was actually the british who sold these lands to them homecoming was bittersweet for the returnees most of them had brought back tales of suffering endured at the ends of their slave masters coming back to lagos the Afro-Brazilian returnees had a secret that worked for them in turning their settlement into a city. And you will also uh, agree with me that when they came back from Brazil, the cultural environment of Lagos changed. There were different structures, a, a different type of architectural houses that, that were built here. And it is unfortunate today that most of those buildings uh, have been destroyed. But... Thank God that some, some of those architectural buildings are still standing. They got the idea from where they were coming from, which was Brazil. And the architectural design uh, that they love that was in Brazil was what they came with. And there are so many of such houses that are still standing today. Uh, one of the reasons why we have images of such structures, you know, uh, in the Afro-Brazilian Cultural Center is for us to appreciate, appreciate the architectural beauty that the Afro-Brazilian returnees came with. Because when they came with this idea and they started building these structures in Lagos, it changed uh, the, the look of Lagos. And in fact, as far as Badagri, people who are rich in Badagri employ the services of architects liberals in Lagos Island to come and build similar structure for them. The International Day of Remembrance for the Victims of Slavery and the Transatlantic Slave Trade exists to honor the lives of the people that survived this dark period in history. While some previously enslaved Africans returned, others remained abroad, creating communities in Europe and elsewhere. These communities have maintained a bond with their Nigerian connection. There's still a huge link between Afro-Brazilian community here and the Afro-Brazilian community in Brazil. Because some of the families, when some returned, okay, in the 1830s, around 1835, 36, 37, 38, when they began to return, some of them did not come back. Some came back. But those who came back and those who were still in Brazil, they remain connected till today to the extent that some of them still visit Nigeria, okay, to reunite with their family. And those in Nigeria still go back to Brazil. And what is really making that uh, very, very possible today is the relationship with the Brazilian embassy here in Nigeria. The Brazilian embassy recognizes the community and are involved in the activities like the Afro-Brazilian Cultural Center that we, we have here, the Brazilian uh, Embassy, they'll be visiting soon. And even when we started, they came and they've all, they, they, always, they are interested in things like this. So the link is still there. It is still connected. The pain of slavery was not born only by Nigeria. Persons from other African countries were enslaved as well. 
and as such, when free, some return to other African countries. Anago tells us more. We have those who came back from Sierra Leone. There are those who came back. Now, those who came back from Sierra Leone were those who came back from places like Nova Scotia. Because during the American Civil War, some were on the side of the British. Okay? And those that were on the side of the British for protection were all taken away to Nova Scotia. Eventually, they couldn't stay. And they got a ship for them to bring them back to West Africa. That was why Freetown, Sierra Leone, was established. And some came back from Liberia. And of course, some also came back from different parts of the Caribbean islands. So many of them returned. generational impact of slavery still lingers. The memories of the trauma endured and the many lives lost. The influence returnees add on the culture in places like Lagos Island, Badagri and others continues to be felt. While we remember and keep their memories alive in communities like the Afro-Brazilian community in Lagos Island, we stand with the victims of modern slavery. Here's to freedom.